Welcome to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, presented by Easton's new Ultra Micro Diameter Injection Arrows. Injection utilizes the new Deep Six standard for more big game penetration than ever before. Learn more about the injection today at www.eastonarchery.com. Now here's your host of Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, Editor Christian Byrne. All right, welcome back to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio. We are the voice of bowhunting, and as always, we're glad that you've taken time out of your day to be with us and get some information about this great sport. Today we are talking preseason preparations, bow tuning and equipment uh, advice with some of the top experts in the field. I have as my guest today all the way from Lancaster Archery Supply in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Mr. Rob Kaufhold, who is the president of Lancaster Archery Supply, and Moose, uh, the head bow technician at Lancaster. Uh, I guess Moose's real name is Chad, but we won't use that anymore. Gentlemen, welcome, and thanks for being with me. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Moose, you were saying... Before we hit the record button here, you guys have been absolutely slammed for like the last month. We're heading into August, and uh, uh, guys will be starting to hunt out west in just a couple weeks here, and and the opening days for for whitetail seasons here in the east aren't very far away. I know this is the time of the year every summer that the pro shops across the country start to get absolutely slammed. Uh, obviously, a lot of people are buying new bows, but for folks who aren't necessarily getting a new rig this year, what should people be paying attention to as they're getting their bows off the hooks, they're starting to practice again? What are your top recommendations for people looking at their equipment and the things that they should be uh, making note of right now? Well, right now, you know, aside from new sales, uh, we're doing a lot of string work. You know, we want to make sure that if the bow's had the string on for, you know, two, three years, make sure it's in good shape or if not, uh, replace it. Um, get the bow back to factory spec, um, you know, and get it shooting the best it possibly can. You know, you don't want to start the season and halfway through have a string break on you or, you know, have the, the bow come out of time or, or something like that because that could ruin you know, potentially one of the, the coolest seasons you could ever have. Absolutely. I, I think, honestly, if you had to make me say what's maybe one of the, mo- the most overlooked, you know, item on a bow, I think the string, you know, certainly ranks right up there. It's it's almost scary when you're just out. I was actually at a cabin with a friend of mine this past weekend, and we were shooting, and I looked at his string, and I was like, dude, do you like have string wax? And he doesn't even own any. And I was like, that string is hideous. I was like, you have to get that waxed up. So I think it's pretty common. People don't necessarily give a lot of love to their string, but on the other hand, you're not doing a whole lot without one. Absolutely not. What, uh, what other things do you see moose in terms of common issues that, you know, you're seeing with a lot of customer bows that come in? Well, I mean, a lot of people, if they're just picking the bow up, you know, they probably work themselves up into, you know, some heavier weight to go hunting last year, and some people are just overbowed. Um, you know, we have people that are getting up in age that, you know, they don't want to give the bow up, so, you know, they're uh, they're reluctant to turn it down, but you can't be overbowed, 
and at the beginning of your your shooting for the season. So you want to make sure that uh, you know you have the weight set for, at something comfortable that you can handle, so you can get some quality practice in. Um, you know, without you know straining yourself or hurting yourself. Um, that's that's a big issue. So do you usually recommend that? People will take two or three turns out of their limb bolts as they start to limber up again for the season. Yeah, I mean, if you take two turns out, um, you know, just you know, until you get a week or two shooting under your belt to make sure you can build those muscles up safely, um, you know, that's definitely a good idea. And how much do you recommend people? you know shoot i think there's a lot of schools of thought on that some people like i know here at the magazine uh bill winky one of our field editors he talks about you know shooting a lot of arrows uh sort of at this time of the year and just focusing on building up that strength and then closer to the season shooting less but focusing more on you know the accuracy and the quality of every shot i'm not necessarily in that like i don't know personally because I don't shoot competitively, you know, I'm just a bow hunter. I don't ever feel the need, quite honestly, to go out and shoot 100 arrows in a day. Uh, I figure on a great hunt, you know, you might shoot three arrows in a day, <laughs> you know. So I don't, I don't know, you know, really how much building up like massive amount of strength or stamina is key for me. What's your thoughts on that, guys, and, and how do you go about getting ready? Well, I think it is important to, uh, this is Rob, I think it is important to um, be able to shoot enough arrows to where your muscles are conditioned because uh, your summer practice, your muscles are nice and warm. A lot of times it's, you know, after you've come home from work and maybe taken a shower and eaten supper and you're nice and loose for the day. And it's a lot different situation than sitting in, a, in the cold in a tree stand nice and still you know, for three hours until that shot opportunity presents itself. Or on a Western hunt, you know, you're um, just finished a, a lung-bursting, um, you know, almost sprint to, to get into position to get a shot, you know, on an elk or a deer, uh, you know, out west, and your heart's beating like crazy and you've got to take and have it together to make a shot. So training is important, um, you know, for the bow hunter in either instance. Uh, one of the best practice techniques, I think, is to, you know, shoot a further distance than you're, you ever anticipate hunting and taking a shot at an animal. You know, if you're hunting eastern whitetail woods, you know, average shot of 17, 20 yards, whatever, um, even if you're confident at taking a 30-yard shot or even a 40-yard shot, practice at 40, 50, and 60 yards, and and that makes a 20 or 25-yard shot a chip shot for you. Um, and I, I think that's a, that's something that a lot of bow hunters would benefit from. No, I think that's a great tip, and that is definitely something that I, I do do, is I try to shoot uh, most of my summertime practice at 40 yards and beyond because like you said it just it makes the 20 and 30 yard shots feel like nothing so that uh that is that's an excellent tip let's talk a little bit about bow performance um 
you know, everybody's always looking to, I guess, squeeze every every bit they can out of their bows in terms of performance, whether that be speed or uh, lessening the, the vibration and the noise, things like that. What do you guys typically recommend when somebody comes in with a bow that, you know, maybe is a few years old and they're not necessarily looking to buy a new bow, but they want to upgrade? Obviously, there's a lot of things you can do to a bow from putting on a custom string to a new sight, a stabilizer, a rest, changing a release. Where do you guys feel that, you know, the average bow hunter would get the most bang for his buck in terms of looking at maybe upgrading his rig in one way or another? Well, I mean, the, 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 the arrow industry has gone, you know, berserk in the last couple of years, and uh, there's a great number of choices out there from both Carbon Express East and Gold to Victory, uh, there's a, a bunch of good manufacturers out there that if you want to get a little bit more speed, they have an option for that. If you want to get an arrow that's a little smaller diameter, a little harder hitting, um, they got an arrow for that. Everybody's, you know, got arrows that'll accomplish what you're looking to do, whether it be go faster or, or increase your penetration. So you would probably steer people towards a, a dozen new arrows, maybe more so than a a new sight or a rest or things like that to get some real measurable performance changes in their setup. Well, I mean, that's what's doing the business end of it. You know, it's delivering, you know, whatever broadhead of choices into the animal. And as long as that, you know, you got the proper arrow for the, you know, the, the hunting instance that you're, you know, that application you're using it for, you know, that can greatly, you know, benefit your setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've been impressed with the new small diameter arrows. Uh, I've done a little bit of testing with those myself, and it is pretty amazing when you when you see how much additional penetration you get. Like for example, I I looked at uh, both those Easton injections and the Victory uh, VAP shafts, which are these ultra micro diameter. They're both about the same size, and you shoot one of those arrows uh, into you know, say, uh, like a Reinhardt Rhino block or something, just side by side with an, a larger diameter arrow that weighs the same amount, and it, it's going to give you maybe four or five inches of additional penetration. So when you think about, you know, taking that over from a target to a, to a live target uh, out in the field, that is something that is definitely worth considering. What... Uh, Let's talk a little bit about most pet pet peeves, if you will, or little common problems that you see a lot, Moose. Things that may be problems that you're dealing with all the time, uh, guys bringing into the shop, and you think that, you know, if somebody would just take a little bit extra care or, you know, this could be all avoided. Are there certain things that you see, issues that you have to help people out with at the shop that you could offer maybe a little bit of advice on how they could avoid those problems in the first place? Well, probably one of the biggest pet peeves I see every year, and it's, uh, you know, we see numerous instances of this, is people put their release around their bottom limb when they're done hunting or done shooting and they forget it's there and their buddy goes to pull the bow back and it, you know, gets that release all tangled up, derails the string, you know, possibly damaging the string, the cam, the bow. Um, and it's just something that's so simple to, to avoid happening. And, and we see it, you know, 
many times every year. That's probably my biggest pet peeve, um, you know, as far as equipment goes. The other one is, um, you know, a lot of archers don't pay attention to how they hold the bow, um, and your grip is pretty much where that shot starts and ends. And if and if you you got bow hand torque causes so many problems, whether it's poor arrow flight or inconsistent groups, um, you know, they really need to learn, you know, the proper way of holding, you know, getting your hand on your bow. Yeah, that's that's one thing with, you know, dealing with, with folks such as yourselves. I know that at Lancaster Archery Supply, you guys pride yourselves not only in having, you know, probably the most extensive selection of, of archery and bow hunting product, you know, that somebody's going to find anywhere, but the knowledge that you bring to the table, just to give a sense, Moose, of, you know, how how you're living this, how many bows, new bows, do you think you set up in a given day, week, year? Um, I know one day last year I set up 11 brand new bows. Um, in a year, I honestly, you know, probably a 1,000, maybe more, just myself personally. And that's just new bows, not even counting how many used bows that you might work on in the course of a given day. Yeah, I mean, some days, you, you know, it seems like you get all the used stuff and, and refurbs, and then the next day you're working on a new bow every, every day, you know, next customer. Rob, you guys, uh, I mean, you started Lancaster Archery Supply as you know, an outgrowth of your love for this sport. And I know you were heavily involved in uh, competitive archery uh, for a long time. And and that knowledge and that intimate, that intimacy with your customers and with the products that you carry is a big deal for you guys. Talk to me a little bit about the philosophy that you guys have at, at Lancaster Archery and, and what you're, you know, offering to the consumer that maybe is somewhat different than, what you'd find at a at a big box type retailer? Well, it, I think it's the strength of any good archery pro shop, and that is, you know, our passion for the sport and for our customers. You know, no one is happier than we are when a guy takes and brings a picture in or sends us an email with a photo of the biggest buck of his life or, you know, the elk that he always dreamed of taking or, you know, um, or, or a kid's first deer or, um, you know, a kid's first first place in an archery tournament. Um, you know, those are the kinds of things that, uh, you know, that's the payback for us. That's the, uh, you know, what makes, what makes doing this, um, you know, worthwhile and something that we just thoroughly enjoy each day. Um, you know, the... Uh, the connection that we have with our customer, you know, um, Moose and all of our guys, you know, they're, they're hunting not just Pennsylvania, you know, after work on a Saturday or whatever, you know, they're typically, they're hunting uh, Midwest State for Whitetail and Pennsylvania. You know, they may try bow fishing and go out west or uh, predator hunt or, uh, you know, target shoot, 3D shoot, um, you know, we're we're definitely walking the walk. Yeah, and 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 you know what else is? It's interesting that people, not just in Pennsylvania, have picked up on that. I know, you know, for someone like myself who's only you know forty five minutes down the road, I I kind of tend to fall into the trap of thinking of Lancaster Archery Supply as a 
as a local pro shop, but I know from talking to you in the past that, you know, your uh, business, you know, and that the catalog that you guys put out, which is like an inch thick, you know, your business is going around the world. And I think you told me that really, you know, about 90% of your business is, is product that you're sending out to people all over the place and the level of support that you're able to provide, you know, even over the telephone and email and that sort of thing, people have really picked up on the knowledge that you guys have and gravitated, you know, to that authority. Um, it's really been, I think, a key for you guys in building the business. Uh, it, it has been, but the, the foundation, the the start and the, the real passion is derived from doing exactly what Moose does each and every day. And that's, you know, helping archers to become better, helping to create new archers, helping families that uh, develop an interest in archery from the movies or whatever, uh, you know, helping them to get involved and started the right way. And, um, you know, Moose grew up, his dad shot. You know, Moose has been a, an archer since he was a young boy. And I think, um, you know, in some ways it's his way as well as my way of just paying it forward. Yeah, you talked about getting new people involved, and I know, man, as a matter of fact, I just wrote a column about this, about how 2012 is really seems like it's shaping up to be the year of the the archer you know when you look at the amount of exposure right now as we speak you know we've got the olympics going on the the u.s men's team just just took a silver medal uh this past weekend uh the individual competitions uh i think are going to be happening here over the next two or three days and uh so you've got that uh, working in our favor. We've had a bunch of movies come out this year from the Avengers to this uh, animated film Brave, The Hunger Games. You guys have seen a lot of of interest generated by all this uh, popular culture exposure that archery is getting, haven't you? Absolutely. We're seeing it from uh, you know your, your big box stores are certainly seeing a big uptick. Um, USA Archery, their their web, uh, I think their web traffic is up 50% or better. I know our, our business and our interest from potentially new archers um, and, and new archers coming into uh, pro shops all over the country has increased dramatically. So, so I know sales of youth archery equipment are, are up dramatically. Each pro shop should be focusing on that and ready to serve parents and teens coming in uh, that are interested in uh, taking up the sport. Tell me a little bit about what you guys have going at Lancaster. I know that in addition to your, your pro shop and your your retail business, you do quite a bit with, with leagues, and I know you have a large uh, indoor shooting facility there. Um, what kind of opportunities do you guys have there for, for people who are interested in kind of experiencing archery? Well, we run kids' classes typically uh, December through April each year. Um, you know, on a typical Saturday, we're teaching over 100 kids how to shoot uh, on a typical Saturday over the winter. Um, we've got uh, leagues three nights a week. Uh, and most local pro shops, if they've got a range, they're running some, some league shoots in the evening. Uh, there's a lot of other clubs in the area as well. Moose is an officer in a club up in Berks County, and uh, 
you know, I know that they run quite a few bow hunter leagues and target archery leagues as well. Yeah, and I think that uh, there are some resources both through the the USA Archery website uh, as well as the Archery Trade Association website for for people in other areas. You know, if you can't if you can't get to Lancaster, Pennsylvania every Tuesday night for a league, there's probably something a lot closer to where you are and and there's some club listings and some program information on those websites so there's definitely uh places all around the country to get plugged in with people uh like rob and moose who really know their stuff and and that is one thing i would really stress to people is when you're when you're looking whether you're an experienced you know archer or somebody who's just coming in for the first time it's so much better you know to be able to get uh, advice and assistance from people like Rob and Moose who do this every day. It saves you. Um, you know, they say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And that's definitely true with when you're dealing with archer equipment, when you have things adjusted the right way the first time, well, it can just save you so many hours of headaches down the road. Uh, appreciate what you guys do for uh, for all of your customers and for folks like myself too. As I've definitely had you know, a time or two when I've needed to run down there and, and pick your brains and get some help. So it's been great. Um, another thing that you guys have been really generous with us at Peterson's Bow Hunting about is uh, kind of sharing our enthusiasm for bow hunting product and uh, the curiosity for how things go. We just wrapped up uh, a pretty major broadhead test, and, and I want to thank you guys for your assistance with that, uh, both in helping to... Uh, actually conduct the testing and making your facility available for us that we've got our first installment of that coming up in our October issue. And, and I'm really excited about it, Rob. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing it. I know the manufacturers are, uh, you know, a bunch of them have asked, uh, if we've seen it yet. And we said, no, you know, we, we haven't seen it. You know, we value our lives. Chris, Chris could share it with us, but then he'd have to bump us off. Uh, so, you know, we'll all see it at the same time, and if you don't don't subscribe, it's a great reason to subscribe to Peterson's Bowling. Well, we uh, what we did uh, is we took 25 of the most popular broadheads on the market today and divided them into two groups. And what we did is we actually have 13 fixed blade heads and a dozen mechanical heads. And uh, again, many thanks to to Rob and Moose and the other folks at Lancaster, we were able to, because they are uh, probably the largest archery uh, wholesaler in the country, we were able to get a, all these broadheads really easily. Uh, we were able to do uh, our shooting right there at the Lancaster Archery Facility. And what we did is uh, we did penetration testing. We did uh, durability testing. We shot these heads through sheet metal. We shot these heads into solid rock. We shot these heads into foam. Uh, we used the new uh, Velocitip ballistic system from Full Flight Technology. We measured the drag and the retained energy on these heads, shooting them at 50 yards and seeing how well they flew and how much kinetic energy they packed on impact. I mean, there's a lot of data here. I know, Rob, you guys enjoyed being a part of it. We really enjoyed doing it, and quite frankly, there really isn't another outfit out there outside of uh, 
Peterson's bow hunting with with the great assistance of Lancaster Archery Supply that has taken a look at broadheads like this. And like you said, Rob, you guys are looking forward to seeing the results. I think people are really going to appreciate it. And one of the coolest things, and again, I have to tip my hat to Rob, is the high-speed video equipment. Uh, that you provided and the the online video components to these two pieces for people to actually get on our website at bowhuntingmag.com and see each one of these heads cutting through the sheet metal and impacting the rock and uh, you know seeing which heads really took the punishment amazingly well and some that didn't fare quite as well. It's pretty entertaining video and it's pretty revealing video and obviously there's no perfect parallel between what those broadheads are doing there and you know exactly what might happen on an elk or a moose or a whitetail but uh, it definitely gets you gets you thinking and uh, I know that it's just nice to have guys like you that kind of share that that archery geek mentality, if you will, you know, that get in excited as we do about about seeing all how that kind of stuff works. No, it was a lot of fun, and, you know, I've been involved in, you know, a, a decent number of tests, and, you know, the thought and, and the time and care that it went into making this test as accurate as it possibly can be, I think, you know, it says a lot for, for Peterson's bone and John Silks. John's great, you know, and, and he's, for those who don't know, our gear testing editor, John Silks, is an engineer. And, yeah, he goes to great pains to uh, design the tests, to conduct the tests very carefully. And, and even, I don't know if you guys realize this, but a, a couple of those tests that we even did there, he later decided that because everything just wasn't perfect, you know, he wasn't necessarily going to use all those results. So he's definitely conservative and meticulous when it comes to doing things. So when we actually come out with these finished tests that you'll see in the magazines coming up, um, you know, I'm really proud of what we've been able to do. And uh, and I think readers can be can be certain that you know this isn't just a couple of guys in a garage you know shooting broadheads and, and saying what they think this is real data I mean just the sharpness testing alone which you guys weren't a part of but this machine that we rented from the cutlery and allied trades association you know empirical data from a from a high-tech computerized machine that actually measures the sharpness of all these broadheads and you can see where they fall who else is doing that so it's uh it, it it was neat and uh the videos look great and uh I just hope we can partner on more of this stuff in the future. I think there's a lot of opportunity to to take this kind of a hard look at bow hunting gear and and uh having knowledgeable folks like yourself is is a great benefit to us. So again, I thank you for it. You're very welcome, Chris. It's a pleasure, pleasure working with you, John, and the folks at Peterson's Bone. Well, guys, I guess before we wrap up, I ought to at least ask you a little bit about what you have planned for this fall. Um, you have any big hunts coming up, and uh, what are you going to be chasing this fall? Oh, I'm, I'm hooked on Midwest whitetails, so I'm probably going to be heading to Illinois again. Um, you know, along with, I got a couple good bucks on camera at the house. Um, I'm going to try to run into one of those guys, so... You know, that'll be, you know, pretty much my my uh, adventures for the year. That's hard to beat Illinois Moose. I'll be out there the 
November 4 to 10 myself. So I definitely spend 11 months of the year looking forward to that week every year. What about you, Rob? You gonna you gonna chase any critters this fall? Oh, I'll, I'll be able to be out there uh, a little bit. Uh, got a got a deer and elk trip in uh, eastern Montana in September, and then um, be my first muzzleloader hunt in uh, many many years. Uh, friend of good good lifelong friend of mine. Uh, has an inside uh, had an inside chance to uh, get with a landowner in uh, New Mexico, so I'll be doing that in early October. Uh, the rest of October, hunting with my son and daughter here in Pennsylvania, and then in November, I'll take a swing out through the Midwest and hit uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio, um, those three states for whitetails uh, during November. I would say that most. Most of the people listening right now wouldn't mind trading places with you on those trips. So, I wish well, well, a few days it's good to be me, but uh, the rest too. of the year is pretty busy for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's a there's a heavy price that comes with being the king of the king of wholesale ar- ar- archery gear. So, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do, Rob. I got to make sure that this all this equipment holds up. That's right. This is just more testing. Well, it is. It re- I mean, you know, we joke, but it really is and, and in all seriousness, I know that um one of the things that that really does kind of give give your customer that value added is that it's nice to know that as much as I'd like to think that I'm not going to run into any problems or I can do, you know, a lot of things for myself, that if I have to pick up the phone, I know that when I call Lancaster Archery Supply, I'm actually going to talk to somebody who who is an archer, uh, a bow hunter, has probably used a lot of the same equipment that I'm using and, uh, you know, can can answer my questions and, and, and help me out in that way. So uh, I would definitely recommend, if you haven't already, make sure you visit the Lancaster Archery Supply website, see what they have to offer, uh, and, and try to, you know, throw them a couple bones if you get the chance, because these are the kind of people that are really supporting our industry, uh, taking the time to, to teach the next generation, introduce them to the sport, um, and doing, you know, all the little things that are ensuring that we've got, you know, a future that's as bright as our past. So, Rob, if people haven't been familiar with Lancaster Archery in the past, where can they find you guys online or by telephone? If they just Google uh, Lancaster Archery, we'll certainly come up. It's www.lancasterarchery.com. Um, and uh, our traditional division is called TradTech for uh, – the recurve, longbow, stick and string folks. Uh, we certainly uh, we love that. I, I hunt with traditional gear quite a bit as well, and uh, it's all good. Anything you're doing with a bow and an arrow is fantastic, and uh, every archer is a friend of ours. Well, that's great, guys. I really appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for some good tips and advice for the bow hunters as they prepare for the season ahead. Um, Again, I really appreciate your assistance with the broadhead testing, and I wish you both the absolute best of uh, success and great enjoyment on your travels this fall. I hope that we're all able to share some some really good uh, hero shots here a few months down the road and swap some, some stories the next time that we see each other. 
All right, yes, you too. Good luck. All right. Moose, you better get back into that uh, showroom, and uh, I think there's a line of people at the counter waiting. Yeah, there usually is. All right. All right, guys. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, presented by Easton's new ultra-micro-diameter injection arrows. For more information, pick up a copy of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine on newsstands now.